Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, 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 fucking been there. Maze, you better fire it up, dude. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boy. Drive your fucking Wally Bird. They laugh in New York and they laugh in San Francisco, but they will not be laughing when the mouth of hell opens up and sucks. The whole world is in the power of the evil one. The devil. And the media that he uses to control the world is television. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, and I'm joined by Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, and Anthony Canton III. This week, we don't do anything without a reason. Better Call Saul, Episode 5, Dedicado a Max. Title is dedicated to Max, who is, of course, Gus's deceased lover, and it is inscribed on the fountain. Once again, AC, no Nacho, no Lalo. Mm. We are leaning heavy on Kim and Jimmy, and I wouldn't really call this week's a cold open. <laughs> we start with Mike. Mike is in Mexico with Senora Cortazar. He believes Gus is responsible and attempts to walk out. When he calls it quits and checks his depleted phone, a golf cart rolls up and Dr. Barry Goodman gets out. Barry has appeared twice in Saul and is Gus's personal doctor from Breaking Bad. AC, what did you think of seeing this familiar face? It was definitely nice to see. Uh, a pleasant face to see. He's really a cool character because... You know, a lot of times when it comes to whether it's Gus's people or the Salamancas in general, they tend to be dicks. Uh, this guy's not that. He's pretty kind. So it's like a nice little off-put uh, character to see. Um, as far as the Mike storyline itself, I feel like they've essentially put him into a holding pattern, which, you know, I don't know if I'm, like, with 100%. Uh, I, I felt like always I'm into the whole Nacho and Lalo uh, story so departing from that for the last couple of episodes has been like eh, okay and it's no but I, I mean the jimmy kim stuff is great but uh as far as the mike stuff 
not to say that not to say that I hate the storyline per se, but I do feel like they just put him uh, in park instead of uh, moving along his character. And sometimes when you do that, it gives you the sense of it being a placeholder as opposed to uh, moving forward. And I know they like to slow burn things, but uh, with Mike, just get him back into the drugs and get him back into the the, the security for Gus. I'm, I'm over this part. At the very least, I think... They did that in this episode. Yes, yes, we're heading somewhere finally. Yeah, well, it was an interesting way to do it, though, because they gave him some time to think. You know, he was, he's basically an analogy for most people in America right now. Doesn't want to sit still, does not want to shelter in place, does not want to recuperate, wants to get back on the horse for mm-hmm. no reason at all. He's got nothing going on, but he wants to get back out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing he could do but self-destruct. Yeah. All his energy is like, got to hit the road for no good reason. And I don't even have a good body to move me forward. You know, but I actually love this episode. I actually thought it was one of the best Better Call's going to say Breaking Bad was one of the best Better Call Saul episodes that I've ever seen. I had a blast. I, I, of course, it occurred to me about three quarters of the way through that we weren't getting our normal drug stuff. I don't know. I love the pacing. I love the, the slow burn of it worked for me because of what was happening with Jimmy and Kim. And I thought, they, I mean, it is a strange way to handle the mic thing, but... Oddly, because we spent so much time and we we knew something was coming, you know, I mean, the thing was, there was something quite beautiful about the, the setting in Mexico. And it was clearly such a friendly situation for him that you knew it was Gus related. And when you saw that fountain at the outset, you're like. Boy, that's an unusual fountain in this setting. <laughs> and right, shout so out to Fring Healthcare. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I was thinking this is definitely gonna. There, there's a good Gus scene coming, you know. And you are correct. And let's get there. Gus just wants Mike to recover. Doctor Barry tells Mike about the extremely arduous path that would await him should he choose to leave, and tells him he probably wouldn't survive the journey. Mike attempts to call long distance unsuccessfully. Then they totally got me. We launched into a great Mike MacGyver montage where he attempts to hardwire a power source into his phone. But then Senor Cortazar bursts his bubble by finding a charger and handing it to him. I really laughed at this. It was super funny. (laughs) I thought we were getting like a scene where he takes apart the entire car to find the bug. (laughs) But they cut it off short. Then Mike calls Gus, but he gets brushed off. And Mike tells Gus, you don't do anything without a reason. So why am I here? After a call from Jimmy, Mike discovers that Senora Cortazar is fussing with a leaky window. He begins fixing the window while also taking out some of his frustration. When he's finally finishing the window, Gus shows up. And this was just an unbelievable Giancarlo Esposito scene. He's so stellar in this. 100%. The look he gives when he calls the place a memorial and stares at the fountain was perfect. Mike keeps asking questions and Gus gives him a choice. It seems to me that you are at a crossroads. You can continue as you are. Drinking. Estranged from your family. Brawling with street hoods. We both know how that ends. 
Yeah. You have another choice. Work for you as a button, man. I'm in a war. I need a soldier. So I'm gonna work for one drug dealer killing other drug dealers. That's your idea of a choice. You know better. You have met them. You know what they are. Meaning the Salamancas. And you are so very different from them? Yes. I am different. Why me? Because I believe that you understand. Understand what? Revenge. It's 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 striking thinking about how Gus's feud with Salamanca ends and seeing just how much hatred there is and and for obviously for good reason and i think both shows uh, better call saul and breaking bad have done such a great job of chronicling that putting it into all types of perspectives from uh hector's perspective now we're we're seeing lalo's and specifically gus who we haven't often got to see mainly his emotions but uh we saw some of that in episode four where you see that he kind of doesn't have the the control of something with the whole uh bust but and in this in the in this episode as well where you see that passion coming through i thought it was really striking and it's just another example of how this feud throughout both series is just so perfectly captured it's interesting that he's going to sort of motivate him on the the idea of revenge alone, because Gus's revenge scene is not the same as Mike's revenge scene, right? <laughs> uh, so it's like, I know you want a little more. I know you loved it the first time. <laughs> Why'd you get back in the revenge game on my team? <laughs> I love the inevitability of giving someone a choice in a prequel when we know the outcome. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what's so strange about it all. But it was okay for me, you know. So I hope that he's back, and I hope that we don't have another episode in Mexico. I hope just just bring Mike in off the bench. Let's go. Yes, yes. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. to normal. Well, we're we're halfway through, right? Right. Yeah, that's correct. That was number five. So you know, we're we're moving forward now to the to the real action of the season, and I feel like it's going to get pretty propulsive as we get forward here. Mm-hmm. The Jimmy Kim plot line start with a construction crew prepping to get Acker out and demolish his house. I love the way that Saul pops up in the circle. Oh, it's incredible. What an opening. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> he convinces everyone that the address is incorrect, and Acker is loving his role. He is just giving it all this gusto. Oh. The sheriff is a real numbnuts, much to Saul's delight. He keeps saying, I have to make a call. To make a call. <laughs> Kevin, Page, and Kim are meeting at the country club. Kim tells Kevin that Acker hired Jimmy. So we get that out of the way. 
He's not trying to hide it. Kim attempts to step down from Tukumkari to avoid a conflict of interest. This was a nice little turn, given what we were talking about last time. It wasn't going to pass that she, there, there wasn't a connection be- between the two of them. And she just laid it out right away. And it looked like she wanted off the case. She wanted to be recused. This is the biggest question of this episode. What is Kim's goal here? Is it yes. to get away from it or is it to save Acker? This is almost becoming a Werner level plot point, Jake. Yeah. It just doesn't quite click to me why she's doing so much for this character. Yeah, well, Jimmy's wondering the same thing. <laughs> yes, they do a good job in this episode of having our characters question it. So the Kim thing, I I looked at it from the this continuing theme that how last season kind of closed with her bordering on being interested in all this scheming taking part with Jimmy and I feel like that that has kind of been touched upon throughout the entire series. We saw some of that in season one, just a little bit of that in season one, and she she got away from that and stayed strictly to the law, but uh, specifically towards the end of last season and now this season, even though she seems to abhor what Jimmy does as Saul Goodman, she's starting to really take part in it uh, on her own and trying to understand exactly why. Is it just a simple thrill for her to do this? Or is this something deeper uh, psychologically is is something that's very fascinating. And then watching her facial expressions and just the kind of way that towards the end of the episode, she just out and out becomes angry. And then for something that she purposely put herself in a bad situation for, whether it's going to be something destructive or is she going to pull back um, like the previous times? So it's an interesting question going forward. Kevin doesn't care about her protestations or her conflict of interest. He calls Kim the best in the business. He wants her on the case. Jimmy is scheming like a maniac. The kitchen is a mess. Howard calls and checks in about the job, (laughs) apparently oblivious about the bowling balls. And Jimmy just hangs up on him. (laughs) Kim comes home. Jimmy wants to know the deets, such as Kevin being a side sitter. Shout out, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my God. Best scene. One of my favorite scenes of the whole show ever. They start role-playing. Ray Seahorn crushes a Kevin impression. Jimmy starts imitating Kim. Wait, are you being me? Yes, this is you. Yes, go on, go on. Uh, Okay, I'm not gonna let him deprive me. No sir, Kim, Hmm? I need it sooner than yesterday. Got it? But Kevin. No, you do whatever it takes. I don't like waiting one bit. Never have, never will. Bottom line, breaking ground. More statues. Kim, you get him now. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it reminded me of blah, blah, blah from Arrested Development, another lawyer. Are you a CEO, CFO, or other executive facing these or similar charges? Why should you go to jail for a crime someone else noticed? You don't need double talk. You need blah, blah, blah. Jimmy is head over heels in this scenario and requests shower sex. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was very interesting. 
I was laughing so hard at this scene and I, she just blew my mind as good as she's been throughout this series, the way she played the whole scene. Cause she, when he's, when he was prompting her to, to start role playing it, you know, she was a little weirded out by it, but then she threw herself into it and it's like, she just killed, absolutely killed. Jimmy unleashes a devastating combination of scenarios to delay Mesa Verde beginning with pottery buried in the ground. He continues to sue for different reasons. Kim keeps feigning indignation and handing off to her associates. Jimmy grinds up batteries from smoke detectors and pours it on the ground to cause radioactivity. Then he spray paints a smudgy Jesus on the fence and attracts local churchgoers. <laughs> Chicanery! <laughs> Hi, Jinx! <laughs> Kevin is frustrated. So Schweikert proposes the alternate site, which is almost cost-effective at this point, but Kevin's dad did not raise him to run from a fight, and he calls Jimmy a shyster. Shyster's <laughs> funny. Then Jimmy is telling Kim to let it go. He says bring him in was a bad move. Mesa Verde is your bread and butter. You can only push them so far. But then he also teases that there's another play, and Kim just refuses to take the loss. She won't quit, Jake. She wants to win. There's no reason on God's green earth to take this any farther, Jimmy says. Kim decides she wants to go after Kevin. Tying our two plots together, Jimmy calls Mike to get him to look into Kevin. <laughs> Mike's look of disgust when he sees who's calling is incredible. <laughs> right. So Jimmy has to turn to his backup plan, who is Sobchak, who goes by Mr. X for now to run his recon. Sobchak was in season one. It was the guy that Mike beat the shit out of while working for Price, a.k.a. the IT drug dealer with the Hummer and baseball card collection. I remember yeah. Oh my god. Wow. This guy's yeah. also been in Westworld and in Walking Dead, and he's just one of those guys. <laughs> Sobchak has to be a Lebowski reference, but this guy is not very much like Walter. Kim calls it Underground Craigslist. Yeah, that was interesting. That gave us like a, an interesting timestamp. That's right. For the, the era that I can never remember, 2003? Right. It's gotta be early 2000s yeah mm -hmm. also underground craigslist will come back in our westworld podcast with rico yes it will <laughs> sobchak makes fun of jimmy's nail salon law office says the fish are full of parasites <laughs> sobchak calls kevin an eagle scout with a six-figure income saturday night in salt lake city dull then he takes offense at being called superficial Kim remains uncomfortable with crime, even though she asked for this. Jimmy asks if Sobchak can get into Kevin's office, but then he escalates it to kidnapping, and Jimmy rushes him out. <laughs> but Kim finds something useful to her in the stack of photographs, a photo of a horse and a small statue of the same image. Oddly, this connects to Jimmy's bestiality comment last week. Mesa Verde is the horse. Right. Oh, good catch, Maze. Good catch. I'm going to complain to management about that clown. My usual guy is very reliable, Jimmy says. <laughs> <laughs> File a complaint on Underground Craigslist. 
Kim keeps finding the man on horseback silhouette everywhere in Mesa Verde stuff. And Schweikert comes in to try to take her off the case, get her to focus on a new project and her pro bono work. Kim is defensive and feigns ignorance, but Rich finally points out her obvious maneuvers after being prodded. Kim then confronts Rich in front of the entire office, wants him to accuse her of something, and and wants to keep the Mesa Verde account. Please tell me why I would risk everything for some squatter. That's a great fucking question, AC. I felt like she was asking herself that question as she was asking him that question, which begs to the point I was making earlier. Where is this headed for her? Is this headed down some destructive path where ultimately, uh, professionally, she she tanks or something worse if she continues to get involved with uh, Jimmy's types of schemes? So that, that part, and of course, Rhea's tremendous acting has just uh, continued to be such a, such a light in this show. Um, the facial expressions, all of it is just pretty tremendous. It's fascinating because, you know, we've been concerned that Jimmy's going to do something beyond the pale, you know, Mm -hmm. but she's the one instigating all of this. And she's really leaning in and putting everything at risk for herself. And justice seems to be at the heart of it, but it does make you wonder if there's something else at play for her. Mm -hmm. You assume, knowing her, Knowing her character, that that's, justice is at the root of all of this. What's the right thing to do? Because they're not doing right by this guy. But they are within their rights. Yeah, it's similar to the first episode uh, where she initially yells at Jimmy for, for yeah. the scheme that he tried to give her. And then he, she uses the scheme anyway. Right. Be- Right. As it's a scheme, but nonetheless. And then was angry at him about it. Right. right? Exactly. Right. Her conscience is bothering her from that standpoint, but at the same time, realizes that in some ways, this kind of uh, chicanery works (laughs) in certain ways. So, yeah, yeah, her her, um, arc um, towards the end of this season and obviously next season is really kind in a lot of ways as much as anybody else's as much as jimmy's is the most interesting arc on the show because we know that she doesn't make it uh to to breaking bad and so that the why and the how is very very tantalizing to me and i'm very curious to see how they they continue to map this out which has really been done so well thus far definitely in the short term we're gonna get something really tremendous which is Jimmy versus Kim in court. That is the next episode. Oh, it is. Oh, really? Wexler versus Goodman, episode six. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm excited. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is fun. We wow. don't know what this horse thing is all about, right? I have no <laughs> clue. Okay. Yeah, good. I mean, that's the beauty of Breaking Bad. And uh, and. Better call Saul. It's his rosebud is my guess, but I don't know how she figured that out. I'm already pumped for next week. Ooh. Yeah, I was psyched on Monday when I knew it was like I had a with all the bad shit that was going on. I know. Right? It was like, well, at least better call Saul. Then Saul it just yeah. it made me laugh the whole way through, man. I, I just I thought it was 
such a great episode. Mm-hmm. Fun, fast, even though we had the slow burn in Mexico, it still felt like a very fast episode. I just felt like it's them at their most imaginative, you know, with with these schemes they come up with for him to execute with the radiation. (laughs) (laughs) Level radiation scheme. It's just ingenious. That sheriff was just too much. He would just be fuddled. He just had the befuddled look the entire time that we saw him and that was cool too and we gotta shout out the construction foreman for his angry reactions oh take yeah. five take five <laughs> <laughs> oh, the frustration was great i mean it's not quite a montage it's a little bit more than that but it's still the top-notch filmmaking that they do so well and the music and it's just it's perfect it really is and Kim, we don't know where she's headed, honestly, because it it kind of doesn't make sense. I trust that they will pay it off, what she's going through exactly. But it's a multi-episode arc. And there's something about the show when the two of them are having fun together, yeah. where the energy is really good and entertaining. And that's one of the hallmarks of this show has just been those two interacting and engaging in plots together, where it just seems to always be elevate to another level of entertainment i think we're gonna see some chicanery next week it should be a, a two-person play waiting for godot wexler versus goodman can't wait his car keys blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning state trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born better call Saul. better call Saul. you want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named fran so you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Just a couple of beans There's a George Foreman grill Down the back of your blue jeans They caught you at the checkout The blue lights blink Only one got a call Cause the others all stink Better call Saul Better call Saul Better call Saul Your husband disappeared In a most convenient way Now your troubles are gone His insurance will surely pay You get to the bank But the cops say Whoa Who are you gonna die When they lock you down cold Saul, Saul You better He'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall Stick it to the man, justice for all You heard me, you better call Saul The customers are gone and your store is on the rocks I guess cause it's time to torch the stock But you gotta move quick before you send your own hair Who knew there was a homeless guy sleeping in there Better call Saul, better call Saul, better call Saul The FBI finds kids trapped in your creepy van You stay real cool and tell them you're the ice cream man But all that crying just gave you away Who you gonna call to skip a prison stay Saul, Saul, you better call Saul To fight for your rights when your back's to the wall 
You better call Saul. You best call 